This is episode 149 with Show and Joe. Welcome to the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I am your host, Ryan McGuire. This is a podcast where I get to interview people from all over the world, from all walks of life, who have stories and experiences to share, or an expertise that we can learn from when pursuing our happiness. I cover a wide range of topics because, let's be real, there are many areas and subject matters that contribute to your overall happiness in life. And I am super excited to bring back on the podcast, Show and Joe, Jen and Elliot. It's been way too long. Episode number 80. We are on 149 now, and they are on episode number 80. So a few years ago, I loved my conversation with them because they are a travel couple that is absolutely pursuing their happiness. They have found it, quitting their day jobs, buying a boat with zero boat experience, and living on a boat for a year doing America's Great Loop. But since then, they have finished it. They are living on land once again. But we had to do a complete recap of what life was like living on a boat. I loved hearing of all the highlights, but I had to ask, what were some of the lowlights? What were some of the struggles and frustrations that you had living on a boat? And especially being in such close quarters with somebody for so long. This is exactly why I have my own podcast. So I get to ask these type of questions because I really wanted to know that. And yes, their relationship was tested, but they came out stronger than ever. I really enjoyed recapping their experience and some of their favorite memories of the boat. But I think even more so, I enjoyed hearing about their lessons learned and would they do this all over again? Because they gave up everything to chase this dream. They downsized their home. They got rid of the majority of their clothes. You don't need a car anymore. And as I mentioned, they quit their job, so there goes their income. These two are the definition of taking a chance on themselves to find happiness. They knew there was more to life than just sitting at a desk behind a computer screen all day. So not only did we recap the last year and a half, so get ready folks, they are making a pivot and a rather big pivot to their life looking forward but I'm not going to give it away. You have to listen to this podcast to hear what is in store for Show and Joe as they continue their explorations and the adventures. I cannot wait to keep following them. I am so excited for them in their next chapter, and I'm also a little jealous. I will not keep you waiting much longer, but I will say if you have a moment, share this episode with friends and family. Show and Joe is awesome. And like I said, go back to episode number 80 as well to get a formal introduction to them. You will love them, I promise. And please take a second to leave a review. Greatly appreciate it. And also subscribe so you'll be notified as soon as an episode is released. There are so many more good ones coming your way. But all right, as promised, the anticipation is over. Here is my conversation with Jen and Elliot, Show and Joe. Let's go. Are you ready to roll? Let's do it. We are ready to roll. All right. Joe and Show. Show and Joe. (laughs) (laughs) welcome back to the podcast i am so excited that we get to catch up um 
you two were the epitome of pursuing happiness. And from what I understand, you're still doing that. And I cannot wait to talk about what you've been up to. And um, I see some announcements you've been making on Instagram. Uh, so for those of you who do not follow you on Instagram, what's your Instagram handle so people can follow you? It is show and Joe. So it's S-C-H-O and A-N-D-J-O. Yeah, you've been making some announcements these last yeah. uh, few days here. And yeah. if you want to make any, if you want to make any big announcements on the podcast, please do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great opportunity well, to do that. <laughs> this, this would be an announcement for sure. Um, yeah, we like just announced in our Sunday summary, like our weekly newsletter, that we are pivoting to our next adventure, which is going to be van life. Ooh. So we just bought a 2023 Mercedes Sprinter van. 170 wheelbase so like the medium sized van and um it's completely it's empty. completely empty it's a it's just a shell so we are going to fit it out and film create, it yeah yeah. yeah we're gonna film it all and we're gonna create a little home and then go see the united states by wow. land this is home. a this is a bombshell to start the podcast that's yeah. incredible <laughs> super exciting um gonna ask you we are both friends with adam and Catherine. Were they yes. any kind of an inspiration to you to making this pivot to traveling by van? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we, we, van life has been sort of something that we've been interested in for a while. And then we got to see Adam and Catherine's van when, when they visited us in Maryland back in 2021. And it was just like, that's, that's definitely next. So even though we're just like, announcing it now, we've known that van life is going to be next for years, really. Uh, we tried not we tried not to let that get in the way of what we were doing uh, and just enjoy uh, the Great Loop and boating. Um, but yeah, just seeing their van and how much fun they're they're having uh, touring around, and we got to enjoy their fiftieth state with them this past year. Yeah. So absolutely, the way they take van life is uh, inspiration. Yeah. Definitely. Their 50th state was Iowa, correct? Yeah. Iowa, the core. So we joined them for riding 500 miles across the state. And it was glorious. It was like highs and lows all in one week uh, between like having your butt on a bike for 500 miles, which is very painful. And then other times where you're just like, I just rode 500 miles across an entire state is pretty awesome. So you have these like emotional highs and lows and yeah and so we're just so grateful to have been able to join them with join them in doing that state with them as well as having them with us to experience that just in general a unique experience and having them do it with us that was so cool like just both ways it was very very grateful for the experience that's really cool. I ever since I heard of the rag bride a couple of years ago, I think it was that's a it's a rag bride, right? I want to make sure I'm pronouncing that yeah. properly. Like I yeah. hear it all the time now. Now it's like a thing where I hear so many people are like doing it, it's so popular. Who knows? Maybe it'll pique my interest and uh maybe I'll give it a shot one of these days. But um yeah, I, I kind of want to let's see if we can kind of pick up where our last one kind of left off, which was I cannot believe June of 2022, like nothing has changed since then. Um, so you completed the great loop living on a boat for those people that don't know what the great loop is. Can you please just explain that again? Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the great loop, uh, also known as America's great loop 
is a boating adventure around the uh, eastern por portion of the United States. Um, and basically, it's one giant loop. So you start in one direct one place, uh, you cruise for almost 6,000 miles, and you basically cross your wake, which means you come back to your starting point. And so the route basically travels up the eastern portion of the United States, all the way from Florida up to New York. Um, and there's a protected waterway there called the Intracoastal Waterway. Um, so you're you're doing protected cruising for almost the majority of the cruising. Um, and then you come into the Erie Canal and you kind of go, you up the Hudson into the Erie Canal to kind of start going west. And then you go north again up into Canada. And that's just a beautiful, beautiful area uh, to be on the water. Yeah, the Great Lakes are absolutely incredible as a as a cruising ground as a whole. Yeah, and then all so all these waterways are connected via various canals um and uh and locks and so you end up you end up basically in chicago and so that you can kind of work your way through the great lakes and then and through chicago that connects to the mississippi river and so and then so you travel all the way down the mississippi river and then other various uh rivers as part of the midwest rivers section of the loop you come out in uh, mobile alabama uh, and you continue on the icw to florida you circle back around and then that's the that's, that, the that's the loop. Yeah. So it takes about a year and it's completed it kind of in seasons. So you're in uh, you're in the eastern portion of the US in the spring, in the summer you're in Canada, in the fall you're uh, fall and winter you're kind of in the Midwest rivers. Yeah, and then Florida is primarily the like winter yeah. section. Yeah. When was day 1 and when was the final day? So we yeah. we started on March 2nd, 2022 and that was actually our like Reattempt at the loop because Elliot broke his wrist uh, when we first attempted to do the loop. So we had to pivot, which is which was conveniently named the name the the name of our boat. Um, so we reattempted March of 2022, and then we finished February 9th mm -hmm. of 2023. So, so just just over eleven months. Uh, also, all being said and done, yeah, but it was awesome. What was your sense of pride? when you dock the boat for the final time. So that's it. It's a good segue because we actually yeah. didn't dock the, when we finished our loop, we didn't finish by docking. And uh, we finished basically by anchoring in the same place that we had anchored on the way up. And, and um, we, were, we were laughing to ourselves and, and just on cloud nine because just because of you know, the momentous occasion of this is something that we had been working towards for two years, but really one year of the loop. And and the weather was terrible. It was windy. <laughs> it was so windy. And we're anchoring and, and we're switching our flag. It's like a thing you do when you're doing the loop. You have a gold flag as part of the AGLCA Cruising Association, a white flag. And then once you complete your loop, you you have earned okay. the right to, to display the gold flag. And so we were switching our flags and it's blowing like you know, pretty hard. There's and like nobody, there's, there's like nobody there. Other people out on the water because it is just blowing. And, and then we pop yeah. the champagne and the champagne just sprays all over the boat. Yeah. <laughs> the wind is just going there. But there's just nothing that could wipe the so smile funny. off of our face because we were like, we did it. Like we completed it. Like we did this. Like, and we didn't know that we would. Uh, you know, yeah, starting because out. there are so yeah. many points of wondering whether or not we can actually do this, and so many points that were just really hard, and that make you question, like, 
like, what am I doing here? Like, what are we doing here? Like we, you know, beginning this whole journey, like we had practically zero boating experience. I mean, it's, it was very, very limited. Um, but we practically knew nothing. And so then like becoming like familiar with how do you work? How does a diesel engine work? How do you do boat things? How do you dock a boat? How do you not drag anchor? All these like questions that you ask yourself or ask Google because you're like, this isn't right. Like, what do I need to do in a thunderstorm on a boat or thunder and lightning storm on a boat? Like all these questions. And so all these moments of like, this is really hard or like, I'm scared or I'm nervous or I'm anxious led up to this like, aha, like we did it moment. And that was pretty, pretty awesome. I, I got a question for you. Um, do you sense that your relationship is now better and stronger than it was before because of everything you went through together? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like it's hard to put into words like how this journey has like strengthened the relationship, but I kind of think of it as, well, one, I believe that everything in life, like half of everything in life is just your attitude. And some of that, that exact lesson I had to learn throughout this journey too. Um, but in addition to that, like we, th this whole journey can either strengthen relationships or make them stronger. And yeah. And so it can, well, yeah, it can weaken relationships or it can strengthen relationships. And for us, it helps strengthen relationships or our relationship. And it's kind of interesting because like, I thought we knew how to communicate before this whole boating thing. And then like we were boating and I'm like, no, no, no. Like we have plenty of ways that we can improve upon. And I'm not saying that of like, uh, you know, things are perfect by any means, but just like, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. And like, yeah, communication, listening, trust, all those things. Oh, so many things. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's kind of crazy when you think about it. Was there a moment during this great loop that your relationship was tested the most that you can kind of think back to? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Probably the, the biggest one. Um, I'll say this because I, I caused this one. But the biggest, <laughs> uh, the, probably the, the, the biggest one that comes to, to mind is uh, we were leaving this dock in uh, North Carolina. And uh, we we're still very much learning the ropes. And we we're both learning. We we're both trying to learn uh, each other's roles. So that way, if somebody became incapacitated, the other person could do all the systems. And so basically, we, Jennifer was trying to learn how to leave the dock. And we're, we're doing all this prep work. We're getting ready to start the day. And then probably about two minutes before we, we, we actually leave the dock, I say, oh, we need to hurry up because I have this other appointment that I need to do in five minutes. So like now let's learn like, but also on a it's extreme time crunch. And so Jennifer's like, okay, let's do it. So then I proceed to leave out the most important rule about leaving off the dock, which was uh, basically just, it kind of how to control the boat speed um, because uh, it's, it's, it's very much different than a car. So like it, it, the, the car, you can kind of very easily like start and stop and slow down, but the boat, there's like a slowest speed that it can go. And so if you're not jockeying in and out of forward and neutral, you're not going to go slower than the slowest speed, which is pretty fast, faster than you want to dock. 
And so anyway, so it was, it's, it's very highly stressful. Especially for someone who's learning, who's like, I have never docked the boat before or gotten off the dock. Let me try this for my first time ever. <laughs> In that situation, it's just a little bit more like, you know, you should just probably go slow. Yeah, not so, like... so a few things come together. It was a little stressful leaving the dock. Um, I had to take over uh, choice words were said. <laughs> and Jennifer told me later that, um, that if... Or what did you say? Like basically, so we're so we're in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, and it's mm-hmm. on the the Alligator River, or no, the Albemarle Sound. It's like the Elizabeth River is off the Albemarle Sound, and it's very brackish. It's brown water, and if that, and I don't do murky water. I don't do like if it's not clear, I'm not jumping in. Um, but if that water was clear, I would have jumped off that boat and like gone ashore and walked away because I was. <laughs> mad i was so frustrated and annoyed but the only thing that kept me on the wall on that boat was that brown water because i was so ticked off um yeah so that was one of one of the yeah or yeah and then there's others and i think like by the time that we were like over halfway through there were certain moments of like things would happen like a pipe would burst in the engine room and like you know so the temperature is rising on our gauges at our helm station so we can see like okay something's up we go downstairs and we're addressing like what what's the problem and we're like and so it's kind of like we can think I well I can think to myself I'm like we've done a lot harder things like this is fine like we're gonna solve this and so I know like okay take a deep breath get to a safe point aka just like get out of the channel like kind of like off the highway and you know, slowly just address the issues. And so like that was always like, whereas if I was given that situation when like we first left, I would have like reacted differently. But since we had done much harder things um, or we had experienced bigger challenges, like that challenge seemed small to me. So -hmm. it's all this like, it's like very interesting because from like a bird's eye perspective, like you can see, you know, like the amount of experience and time the experience that comes with time and how that affects you and how that affects like how you respond and how you react um, and like what you're confident in, like what you can handle and stuff like that. And so, yeah. Not just that. I'm also thinking like you said you would have, you know, you wouldn't have jumped in the water. It was murky. So you didn't jump in the water, but it's like, there's probably so many situations just being in close quarters for a year that it almost forces you to figure it out together because you're not going anywhere so i can imagine like that probably leads to some tough testing times but ultimately coming out the better because you have to collaborate and figure it out together like all these different problems and problem solving so i imagine like like you said everything now moving forward is like you've dealt with most likely worse than what you're going to deal with and how, how much stronger that would make you as a couple i think that's absolutely wonderful um would you do this again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We would yeah, do it again. we would do it. Do it uh, again. I think we would do a few things a little, differently. Yeah, but overall, yes, we would do it again. And when Absolutely. we when we finished, we were like, we need a break from from everything related to the Great Loop because it's um it's an adventure, not a vacation. Every single day, finding someplace new to be, you have to worry about the weather, so many unknowns. So it really tests you. It's a test of perseverance. And so at the end, it was like, okay, we we loved it. It was an amazing trip, but we need to break from it. And so I think we would we would do it again for sure. 
yeah um, in the future um it was just you got to see so many different things and and be exposed to different areas of the country that you would never see otherwise um small towns and the like and and uh everybody's great loop is different like you, you could be going with another boat and they're going to see different things and since much of it's determined by the weather whether or not you go to this port or that port is is basically where the winds yeah. where the winds going yeah. that day so that sound yeah. i remember the last time we talked sounded absolutely exhausting about having to figure out where to dock if you can't just pull into somebody's driveway and you know going to go into a house you have to dock all the time depending on all these different variables like weather and wave oh. size and all that. that is that's fine for like a week maybe i can't imagine doing that for a year every night i'd be like listen like i just need like a few days off from docking we're done we're staying <laughs> yeah. here for a few days so at yeah. least at least with van life i mean you're gonna have to probably find campgrounds and places where you can crash or whatever but i have to imagine there's a sense of relief with van life that you don't have to account for so many variables right yeah, yeah. for sure and and van life is what we presume there's going to be some things are going to be just easier like getting groceries like we're just gonna be able to drive to the grocery store yeah you can actually drive to like the door essentially <laughs> of the grocery store we stayed in the, we stayed in the keys all winter last winter and um or i guess yeah so right after we finished our loop and to get to the grocery store we would have to drop the dinghy go to the public boat ramp lock the dinghy walk a mile and a half get the groceries catch we were actually at a pretty nice area to get groceries. All being said, they had like a free ride share. Ride that back to the to the the boat ramp, load it all back in the dinghy, Unlock bring it back the to the yeah, bring it back to the boat, load up you know the Tetris, make sure you didn't buy too much for the boat fridge. Yeah, and there was like a daily activity it, like all day just it, to get groceries. Yeah. So we basically paired that with like just like a go out to eat and get a beer day because that activity in, a, in and of itself was like so exhausting. Same and thing so, with laundry. Yeah. Mm. It just took a while. So um, it's not that we didn't appreciate the experience as a whole. Like it made me appreciate like anytime that I have access to like a washer and dryer, I'm like, this is luxury or like <laughs> just like a full shower. I'm like, this is luxury or a dishwasher. I'm like, luxury luxury and so i don't look at these really things to appreciate the small things totally so i don't look at it the same way but i i am grateful for a little bit of a break and obviously you guys were on land consistently throughout your great loop but is there any kind of like integration back into life now on land did that feel weird at all like how did you where'd you stay like how did you find a place to correct like how did all that work so at the beginning, there was definitely a you know, culture shock being back on land because everything is so much faster. The boat, you kind of get used to moving at six miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Like <laughs> so, back into a car an So and you get on a highway and you're like, everything is going so overload, fast. Overload. Yeah. yeah, you're like, life is passing by. And then I oh. just, we, we kind of we had a little bit of a strange end to, to boat life. But I remember like we were at uh, Jennifer's grandmother's house and somebody needed something from the store. So I was like, I want to go. Because I wanted to get in the car and drive the 10 minutes to the grocery store. And just it just felt it was just nice to yeah. do that um, and um, have the access, you know, to all those kind of things. So, yeah, at the beginning, it was a little bit of a relief. Um, and since then, we've basically just been living with family. So like all, all of a lot of our family lives here in like the northeast of Florida. So we've been hopping from house to house. Yes. Different family members or um, like going on various trips throughout the year. 
Um, so seeing Adam and Catherine in Iowa, uh, we went up to Maine for a week. Um, we went to Albania, visited some friends, and then went out to California and, and Colorado. So we haven't been full-time living with we've family for like six on, months, but yeah. we've just been spending this time uh, catching up on work. So just basically a lot of like what I kind of consider boring, like heads down computer work. It's, you know, what everybody kind of does or, you know, a lot of people do. Um, and yeah, and so just yeah, been like catching, catching up, up. Work and catching up on family. Yeah. Seeing people that we weren't able to see for the year that we were looping. Yeah. I know we just talked about a moment that tested the both of you. Is there a moment that comes to you when you look back, like such a magical moment or a favorite moment of both of yours while doing the loop? Mm, favorite moment. I think I have probably like, I have three and I'll try and make them each very quick. One is jumping in the, like, um, we are in Thousand Islands, so, which is like north of New York, like upstate New York. And um, it's fresh water. It's clear. It's beautiful. And we were we were on an island in Thousand Island National Park in Canada, and there was a lazy natural river. And so you could jump off this island and like swim out maybe like 10, 15 feet. And it would the lazy river would take us right back to our boat. And then we'd get on our boat, get back to land and like circle and do that several times. Phenomenal. It was like adult summer camp. All my like summer camp dreams came true. Two, taking our boat through the Chicago River and having like the skyscrapers on either side and knowing that we were like not on a tour boat, we're on our boat and we got ourselves here. So like from like Key West, Florida to Chicago, like we brought our boat here mm. and now we're experiencing this. And so like that was very surreal. And thirdly, whenever we got um, once we were finished with the Midwest Rivers and we made our way um, into Mobile Bay which was like basically the reintroduction to saltwater, there were dolphins and like having dolphins swim with our, like at the bow of our boat with us and having them like crest. And it is just such a cool, such a cool experience. So. Yeah, those were, I mean, there's, there's a few really special days on the loop and then every other day there's special moments. Yeah. And that's the, the strategy, the challenge is to make sure you find those special moments. But one of the special days that Jennifer mentioned was um, we had this um, lock is what it was called. So it was like connecting two waterways. And um, but this lock was a special lock into where we basically drove our boat onto a, um, a railway car, like a railroad car. And then it brought our boat out of the water over a road and then down the other side into another body of water. And so we got to be on top of our boat while that happens. And it's the only one of its kind in the world. And uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Just being able to experience that. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah, I could. The only one I can relate to is when you said Chicago. I did the architecture tour in Chicago. Yeah. Same yes. thing on a boat. That was awesome. That's something that stuck with me. It's funny because when my buddy and I landed in Chicago, we we're asking people, like, you know, well, what should we do? What do you recommend? Everyone said the architecture tour on the boat. And you guys did that on your own boat. And it was so it was so cool. So I completely understand what you're saying. Um, did you pass by Montreal at all? We didn't, but the loop 
does go by um, Montreal. So we just, there are a few different like route options in that area. We chose not to because of timing, um, but we hope to visit Montreal in the future. Maybe yeah, that's, it's on our radar personally. That's why I asked you because um, it, in October, we we went to Banff and we stayed at the Fairmont in Banff and had just such a magical time that there was a Fairmont in outside oh of Montreal and Quebec. And we're just like, maybe we do that for Christmas next year. And wow. uh, so I was wondering if you took the boat, it's right, it's right off the St. Lawrence River. It's You can yeah. really see it from the hotel. So I was wondering, maybe, you know, maybe that's something we, we do next year. But um, next year is going to look a little different uh, with our yeah, situ- you guys are situation. Expecting. I know. Expecting. <laughs> Great. You know crazy weeks. i mean two two and a half months like that's yeah two and a half months yeah it's uh absolutely crazy so travel i mean geez like i'm so jealous like travel is gonna look different for us for sure um i don't know if it's, it's family and your and your radar at all at any point i don't know if that's a personal question yeah, yeah. but Maybe. no we yeah. uh in part of this like seeing a family period that we're, we've been in we have we've had some family members brothers and sisters that are now that are now parents yeah so we've been able to experience the fun aunt and uncle to like the extreme and loved that we have yeah. a three-year-old nephew that lives in new york a three-year-old niece and a one-year-old nephew that lives in la and then a two-year-old nephew. maybe yeah almost two-year-old nephew that lives in israel so wow. we're able to we've, see them all we've been um, like oops. sorry We've been like compiling all this family time together and it's just been really nice because we haven't had that on the loop. And so they really brighten up the the room. Yeah. So it's just been nice. We've been like fun aunt and uncle and it's been a real treat. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way to go. I, I'm jealous. I mean, I did my fair amount of traveling. (laughs) I'm super happy with what's to come. I think travel is going to look a little different now. Um, We're we're talking about possibly going back to Sedona where we got married and just kind of having like a a relaxing few days out there, Um, you know, with a baby that's like five or six months old. I don't really know exactly what we can do, but uh, it is what it is. And then I'm sure Disney World will be in our (laughs) future plans at some point. (laughs) Yeah, nice. I think <laughs> but, uh, you know you you want to make it happen. There's so many there's so many ways to travel with kids, and yeah, it's great for the kids too. Like they get to, be, I mean, well, I guess when they're super young, they're not going to know, but when they're a little bit older, like they're going to be able be able to be exposed to, to so things. many new yeah, things. Yeah, awesome. that's important. I really do believe that just to to expose them to different cultures, different ways of travel. You know, get them on a plane early, uh, stuff like that. You know, so. It's definitely important for both of us, and it's it's something that makes us happy. So we don't want to just give it up, right? I mean, I'm sure we're going to be tired, and we we can find a million other things to do. But uh, I know travel is really important to us, so we'll we'll make it work. We'll figure it out. We'll just uh, we'll be those people now with a crying baby on a plane, and everyone's looking at. <laughs> so we'll we'll see how we we handle that situation. Yeah, um, but. Um, yeah. So you said, what was your last day? It was, was it last February? Almost a, almost a year ago was your last day that you anchored? Yeah. Almost a year ago. So yeah. February 9th, I think. A week from, uh, I mean, a month ago, <laughs> a year ago, plus a month. Yeah. February 9th, January 9th right now. So yeah. <laughs> is this, is this your full-time gig now? Or are you kind of still trying now that you're docked, you're kind of trying to make ends meet before you head off again? 
No, still still working on Show and Joe full time. Yeah. We've uh so what we did while we were looping was we filmed a video of every single day. So we had we've we're up to I think I think with our great loop we're we're having 420 videos on YouTube. Wow. So we're basically with with how the loop is, you, we couldn't edit them with the same amount of frequency that we were filming them. So that's what we've been doing for the past 11 months is among other things like selling the boat, which I'm, which we can talk about later, and uh, catching up like that. We've been just really working on on our backlog of content, and then and out of those four hundred and somewhat videos, two hundred and fifteen of those are like Great Loop videos. So those that like two hundred and fifteen videos are just a lot to to edit as you're looping because as we learned. Looping is a full-time job. Um, mm -hmm. It requires a ton of time because of like what you mentioned earlier, like you have to figure out where are you going? Where are you getting groceries? What Every what day. are the wave, wave sizes? What are, where's the wind coming from? Well, where's this, the wind coming from in three days? Yeah. Is this anchorage going to protect me? Like all of these variables that you have to figure out every single day or every single day that you move from one place to another, or as the wind changes and the weather, you know, changes, you have to yeah. figure out, does this still is this still good for today or do I need to move for another, for, you know, two days from now or whatever. Yeah. So it just made, um, and, and speaking of families in the loop, we, there were actually a couple families that we met that were doing a loop. Totally. So, um, yeah, we met a, a couple, uh, yeah. Yeah. A few. Yeah. Yeah. The couple that, um, you had on your podcast, the, the fire family. family. Yeah. 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 Fire family. yeah. Jennifer, Seth, uh, yeah, their two kids, they like, they're, they did it. Um, they also, there's also the Boomer Shine family. And then I think like two or three others that we're aware of, mm, I think probably mom, many and, more, but yeah. Yeah. So there are, Map, yeah. um, some people who do it with kids and it does seem like a really unique experience and opportunity as well. Yeah. Um, and you get to travel with your home. So you leave out some of that dynamic of having to, to pack and unpack and, mm -hmm. and, all that kind of stuff yeah and typically like it, it coincides with homeschooling um but yeah yeah I'm, I'm curious so we were talking before we started to record about the weather today how just insane it is up the whole east coast if you yeah. were on a boat on a day like today what would that look like for you <laughs> it was so that's so funny that you say that because like when we were talking about this or like a little bit earlier in the conversation, I was like, oh yeah, just like we mentioned, you know, like when we first hopped on the call pre-recording of like, there's tornado watches in our area, you're getting the same kind of, maybe the storm, yeah, yeah, the same storm band is hitting you. Mm -hmm. And so just going up like the, the like Southeast coast, just moving over. And I just thought like, today would be a day that I'm really happy to not be on a boat. Like, <laughs> But 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 as for it, what we would do, it's it's kind of a, a good question because we the the new owners of of our boat pivot were actually like we we talk a lot and they were asking us, okay, what what would you do today? You know, if you were on the boat, just asking for general advice. So we've already thought about this. Yeah. But, um, but in general, they had the boat's in a pretty secure location with uh, with respect to the wind. So there's not a lot of waves that's going to hit the boat, um, but definitely still a lot of windage. And basically, it's just uh, batting down the hatches, you know, make sure everything's closed up, make sure everything's tightened and check on everything a couple of times through the storm. Yeah. And then you just brew some tea and you kind of chill Wait. out. Yeah. 
Did you ever, or did you ever want to step off the boat and just treat yourself to like a luxury day at a hotel and just crash in a place? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We really, I mean, uh, multiple days. The problem is there's no luxury hotels near any, any places. <laughs> Well, we couldn't afford like if we were in the keys they were like way outside of our like budget range and so it was like we can't afford like a 500 dollars a night hotel like that's just that's lower budget and we're like you know in other spots where they're like it's it's you know you have like motels and like stuff like that and you're like i'd just rather stay in my boat and like hang out because it's it is your home so yeah um, yeah. yeah so like uh one day we it, did we did stop by at a resort in our boat so that was a, a nice and resort i would use that term loosely yeah yeah obviously yeah, yeah it, it wasn't was like Kentucky. a luxury resort it was just it had a pool and like a little like sauna, sauna yeah it was nice golf carts they did have like a massage uh facility there but they were booked so we didn't get to use that but yeah but, but yeah it would have been nice, would have been yeah, nice. Would... yeah yeah Good I was just, just curious because i probably would have planned ahead and been like all right uh this when we get here we're just, we're stepping off the boat say at a hotel when we get here, we get here. <laughs> <laughs> i probably could have like wait to get there just to get off and just treat myself to a nice resting yeah. day at a hotel um you mentioned selling the boat a couple times is there a story with that um, not, not a big story, but, uh, it was, it was bittersweet. So that was a part a big part of this past year. So our boat we used, um, we used it pretty much since we bought it, we lived aboard. And so we had to do, we had to pull it out of the, the, the water for the first time and, uh, do all the maintenance that we needed to do to get it ready to sell. And, and the new owners, um, they're doing the great loop too. So mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of fun being able to share that and, and, and they're not renaming the boat as of now, so they're gonna pivots are gonna stay around for another year uh, at least, which is kind of cool because it's a, it's a bit of an icon now. Yeah, uh, amongst loopers. Um, was it important so kinda, to you to sell it to somebody that you knew would kind of like take care of it like you did? Think, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I think it was important. Well, for me, it was really important that like, and there's no way we weren't gonna be biased in you know who bought the boat you know, or like limiting by any chance, but I was really hopeful that whoever bought the boat would use the boat and that the boat wouldn't just sit in a boat yard. Um, because to me, there's just, in the boating world, there's just nothing sadder than either a sunken boat or a boat on a boat yard. That's like on the heart abandoned. and abandoned and like boats are meant to be in the water and boats are best when they're used. And, um, knowing that, knowing the shape that pivot was in like she had just finished the loop so like mechanically she was in really good shape like whenever you live on a boat or you know wherever you you know you, you typically like you address things sooner because you're, you're living there like you don't just like oh it's just a weekend thing like it'll be fine but you're living it so it's like okay we need to fix this or we need to fix this and so like it was just in a real the, the boat was in a really good shape and um and so we're just i'm very happy that the boat is going to owners who are eager for adventure they're eager and excited to learn and to jump in and to to like yeah. try the unknown 
And I I feel that, you know, they're not afraid to fail. And so it's just very exciting. And like, you know, I'm just very happy. Yeah. Yeah. And they have a great resource with both of you doing what you just did in the same boat you just did it in. Like how much of a luxury is that? They can't get better than that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, So let's talk about van life. When is this starting? The the question. Yeah, that's a great Uh, question, Ryan. If you asked us three months ago, we would have said November or December. But um, we're we're planning on starting to build it out in uh, in February. Yeah. So in about a month, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be pretty much focused entirely on building it out, and we plan that to take a few months at least, Um, and then. Basically, whenever we finish that, we'll determine where we go first. And uh, after it's after it's built, that'll be our our full time home for the foreseeable future. I I feel like so you're in an advantage. Right, it's never been close. You're in the corner of the country, which is a huge advantage for when you start off because you're just not in the middle. Have to go around a bunch of things. I'm curious to know: Do you go left or do you go north? Which which way are you thinking? <laughs> That's, That's a, a very positive. That's a way. That's a very positive way to look at yeah, it. Yeah, and we I always thought about it as a bit of a disadvantage because to get to the other side of the country, it's so far. So versus yeah. being in a central location, but I, really, I like I, I like the way I appreciate you put your that, perspective. Though. That's very nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very nice. Um, that is the question, though. Like, we're not sure. I think so. Going off of kind of like what Adam and Catherine um, and speaking with them. They were, we were like, okay, we kind of want to, you know, like what's an easy state to start van life, you know, to like dive in. Best ones. Van yeah. life ready, you know. You know, it just. Good. We can find a campsite. We can acclimate to van life, like daily routine, just like we had daily routines on a boat. Like how can we just like get into a flow of van life in an easy spot? And they were like, Utah is great. And we're like, okay, Utah sounds mm-hmm. awesome. But obviously Utah in the middle of summer might not be the ideal place to be. So it really does depend like what Elliot said, like when we finish and like what time that is, because by the time that it's summer, we'll want to be up north. Um, You know, we're thinking maybe in fall, we'll want to be in like the northeast, but it really does depend on when we complete the van build. All this could change. But right now we're thinking about spending the summer in like uh, the UP and up in Michigan and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, and then the fall would be the Northeast and then come kind of come back down the coast um, slowly um, until the winter. Yeah. I'm trying to connect the dots here and I'm not quite getting that you're going to go to Alaska. Are you considering that at <laughs> all? Absolutely. Yeah, don't worry. We're That's, going to Alaska. Alaska is year two. Like, yes. yes. Oh, so we have multiple years. You, 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 yes. you didn't say this. You don't even have to tell me two months in advance. We're two years in advance now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yes. is awesome. Yeah. The first had, year is had raving out. reviews. Uh, yeah, exactly. How could we not want to go to the last? Yeah. It's like, it's yes. one of the things we're most, one of the places we're most excited for. Yeah. Tire van line. We just know we need to. That is, we're not going to go head first into Alaska. We're going to kind of like learn how to van life in a van and, and how to ma- you know make sure the van is ma- well maintained and, and ready, and then all systems are go, and then then we'll try to tackle Alaska. Yeah, oh, I'm super excited for you. Is there a place? We'll say year one. Is there a place or places that you're most excited to do van life in? Alaska. 
Yeah. <laughs> like I genuinely am very excited um, for Alaska. But if well, I, I haven't I haven't traveled much in the U.S. So anything west of of Miss, the Mississippi River, I've seen almost none of. Like been out to L.A. Um, my sister just moved out to Denver, Colorado, so we were there recently. But besides that, like I haven't seen much. So all of that is is I'm looking forward to that. All the national parks, the state parks um baja mexico or baja california um very very looking very much looking forward to that um and um yeah the we want to do some um getting the biking a little bit more mm. so like a lot of good gravel bike riding like in the midwest um like in nebraska and stuff like that um and then same thing up in the northeast so like, i don't know it's just there's a lot yeah I Jen, think, what, yeah, what about you? What are you, what are you looking yeah, for? Yeah, like, so I kind of always think, so Alaska is probably the, like, the ex- place I am most excited about. However, I also feel like you can't, like, Alaska's like this, like, you know, top-notch place in terms of, like, landscape diversity, just, like, unique things that you don't get to see in your everyday. So it makes it a little bit more, like, mind-blowing in a way because it's so, like, you know, not on the daily. Mm-hmm. But I think for the lower 48, I'm really excited to explore Maine, the Pacific Northwest. So like really interested in Washington. I'm really interested in Colorado. And um yeah, but I also feel like I'm I don't want like these like really big name places like Washington and Colorado or California, these like places that have all these like really beautiful, diverse, like well-known landscapes to be like the it thing. So I'm also very mindful and very like mentally cautious that like, I'm not setting myself up for like, oh, everything, like, oh, I don't want to see anything else because I actually very much want to see like all of the United States. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very excited to see like just kind of like the places that we were we visited in Iowa on Ragbri, these like small little towns and that are known for, you know, cherry pie and like just little things like that. Because I think that's kind of in a way, that's what the Great Loop was. Like, although I I mentioned like some of the big things like Thousand Islands or, you know, taking your boat down the, the Chicago River, it's equally the like the small daily things like just seeing the dolphins or in this case it might just be the sunrise and you know right over like some in a state park with like a beautiful lookout or whatever it is so i am you know i'm i'm excited just to see the united states period like even though that's not as specific it doesn't it kind of answers your question but it's also not the specific that i think that you're like no that's that's fine i mean yeah a lot of people have like a national park or two on their to-do list or this specific landscape or um, but no, I, I completely understand what you're saying because a lot of times it's like the little towns or the moments that you weren't thinking of that become the special ones and the people okay. you meet and stuff like that. I'm okay. I'm curious, are you going to try to map out year one or is it more of a let's just see where this goes type of situation? I think we we want to have a plan. Um, so we will do some sort of map out, but we're going to leave a lot of cushion. Because year one is really, to me, it's just about learning about van life. That's going to be the focus. The destinations too, but mainly like, what does it mean to like live in a van? Like just finding our, you know, 
our routines and our habits and enjoying that. And, yeah. Yeah. Are you going to try to perhaps like immerse yourself in these places or is it more of a just kind of, you know, we're just going to drive by, see it, and then perhaps just keep moving? Because I imagine with a vote, with the boat, that's kind of how it was. You kind of had to keep going, but with a van, it's, it's up to you. Yeah. yeah, that's going to be the big challenge, really, is like, how do we how do we decide how long we want to stay in a place? Because I'm sure we're going to want to stay in places longer and longer. But um, to see the entire country, I mean, you know, that's the, it's, the country is massive. Yeah. States are massive. And there's so many national parks and there's so many state parks and cool cities and towns. So there's not enough to see in a lifetime. You know, if you're going to see everything thoroughly. So that's going to be something we'll have to figure out. You know, I think we generally like to travel slower. So we like to spend more time in places and see less things. But I bet some days we're just going to be like crossing things off the list. Like, okay, saw that, saw that, saw that, saw that. And now let's find a place to sleep. So it's going to be trying to find a balance. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say it's pretty accurate. And I assume that you'll be documenting this along the way and editing and uploading as you go. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So we're not quite sure uh, our cadence or, and, and how it's going to differ because our Great Loop videos were all like vlog style and, and, and the day in the life. So it'll be different. And uh, I'm, exci I'm excited for that that challenge. Yeah. Uh, but definitely we're still documenting everything. And um, yeah. What is a tip from Adam and Catherine that they like highly recommended the most when starting van life? Ooh. Uh, yes, quite a few. What what are they? I'm curious. For the people that well, don't know who are listening to like, us, we keep we keep talking about Adam and Catherine. Adam and Catherine have been on the podcast numerous times, the adventures of A plus K. Awesome people. Go follow them. But uh yeah, I'm curious. Awesome. I think like so they had quite a bit of help from their family, um, specifically Catherine's dad on building on uh, their build out. And I think I don't know if it was specifically them, but we've gotten the recommendation to like very frequently, like go take your van out as you're building it, like, you know, finish one, maybe section or one piece, one something, you know, don't have things just hanging there, but then like go and drive and see if things rattle. So like, that's kind of mm -hmm. like a, for uh, yeah, an, yeah, an actual like van build. Yeah. And, and said, then I think, oh, go ahead. Oh, well, they've said like, um, it, because like a lot of the things that um they like to do we also like to do like hiking and, and backpacking and stuff like that so they've they've told us uh that like a, a few times like having um um schedules out with like this this permit and that permit sometimes that's a little stressful so they recommend it to us to like slow down a little bit you know and not have like this big itinerary because you're going to find places that you're going to like a little more yeah so right now your dog's is it Ollie? Is your dog's name Ollie? Yes. Yeah. Are you traveling with Ollie? Oh, yeah. of course. That's yeah. a big, it was a big deciding factor for doing the van. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because we definitely, I think whenever we completed the loop, there's a few things that we like knew that we loved about boating and the loop by default, because that's what we were doing with boating. But we loved traveling with our home and we loved traveling with our dog. And those two things we knew that we wanted to incorporate if possible um into this next chapter and so therefore like a van really fit that easily and yeah so i think like we think she's gonna love it yeah yeah i think traveling um with her in a van will be and a little bit of an adjustment because it's 
you mean, there's no way that you can go from van, van, boat to van without a little bit of an adjustment. But I think it's going to be great because we're just going to, I think the boat, I think one thing that we were craving on the boat that we did not get enough of that we really are hoping to get more of with the van is more active, just more of an active lifestyle, being more active, mm-hmm. getting, I mean, we were outside all the time on the boat, but, um, yeah. And so like, we'll just be able to do that with Ollie. And I think, I mean, I think all three of us in a way are excited for that. Um, just to like go out and, and do Do things. Yeah. Physical activity. Physical activity. activity. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hit on something you just said that I didn't really think of until you just said it. You were outside a lot. And I feel that most of America, if not most of the world, is just indoors all the time on screens and, you know, their computers or phones, stuff like that, doing work. What did that mean to you? Did you, did you, looking back, like, how how does that feel to have just been outside in nature a lot, just slowing life down, looking at where you were, just thinking, being mindful? What was that like? And yeah, I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to ask here, but it's kind of like, you know, in, in comparison to everybody that's sitting sitting indoors in their office all day long, like, how um, was life di- how was life different for you? And, and how did you value that? It was, I, I think, mean, yeah, it was, it was just so refreshing, really, being out there and, and not being kind of tied to, to a commute or something like that, or, you know, well, and there's like the fresh air that you get too. like, you constantly have fresh air. I mean, like, the, we rarely, for budgetary reasons, we anchored over going to a marina and a dock um, because it's cheaper that way. And so that meant that a lot of times we would open up our windows, open up our our door, our hatches, and yeah, have fresh air flowing through the boat at all times, basically. So sometimes like, well, one, we were probably the most tan that we've ever been in our entire <laughs> lives. We just got the most sun. Um, my hair was like had like streaks of blonde in it from yeah. the sun. Uh, um, so we had that. We also like so one just sun exposures, two fresh air constantly, and sleep. Like our sleep schedule is pretty very, around the sun, right? So we got a lot of sleep in the winter because you kind of get tired when the sun goes down and wake up and the sun goes up and we got a lot less sleep in the summer yeah and it's just the natural way that and it our felt, body's accustomed to it yeah and it felt very natural like it felt yeah it was we were very in tune with it yeah and then I mean also like during winter it was very cold on the boat because we were trying to avoid marinas um and so like that's also something whereas like in a in a traditional home um you know, you have a thermostat and you're just, you adjust your thermostat and it is whatever, you know, you, it may be 40 degrees outside, but you have it set to 68 degrees inside for the winter or whatever it is. And that's what you're used to. And you dress, you know, based off of your 68 degree temperature. And that doesn't change that your day because that's what you have it set to. But throughout, you know, living on the boat, you're, you're used to like the mornings were specifically in like fall and winter are very cold. And then you have, you know, you dress in layers or, all these different way things that you're very much more in tune and connected to the environment around you, which I think is actually very special. Um, yeah. And it's something that personally, I really enjoyed for sure. Um, yeah. 
Now, what about items and the collectibles and clothes and stuff like that? Have you started to pick that back up now that you're on land? And are you going to have to trim down again now that you're going back into a van? No, we're, we, we've been pretty good since we got back on land because we knew we know we were actually downsizing again because the, the van. van's going to be we're in less space than the boat. Yeah. Uh, so we've been we've been very cautious about what we buy um and uh and yeah we've gone through our storage unit from when we used to live in a, in a condo and and so yeah it's um we're still pretty pretty good on that stuff pretty as minimalist as we can yeah i mean i think sometimes we get a little like oh we're sprawling out but then we're like okay rain it back in like mm -hmm. minimalist we need to be minimalist so yeah, we're we've, yeah. we've we've figured out our one way to make coffee in the van. So we're down from three ways in the boat. So now we have one coffee style. So that was an important uh, downsize. Yeah, you know, downsize um, stuff like that. Yeah, I love that we're kind of coming full circle with this conversation. Um, just bringing it kind of like back to where you started when you started to downsize. You left your job. You found out what's important. You were outside just having fresh air all the time. Um, I want to hit on that again. I know yeah. we talked about it a year and a half ago when I had you on, and now we're further down your road in your journey that you left your jobs and you took a chance in yourself and you did boat life and now you're getting ready for van life. Reflect on that, both of you, if you could. Um, your thought process about leaving, taking a leap, believing in yourself where that's led you to, um, the things you didn't expect, and how it's affected your happiness. Yeah. Do you want to start? Sure. Yeah. So I think for me, you know, coming from uh, corporate America, my background's in software engineering. So I used to do that for big, big, uh, big companies. Um, and so to me, when, when I quit, um, really it was a sabbatical, and then I quit um, a year later, um for good it was basically a journey into the unknown and kind of just with zero expectations and and what i learned was that there's so much that i didn't know and so many different ways to live life and and experience life and a lot of these it's just you go through one door and a, and a bunch of doors open a few doors close but a bunch of doors open and so that journey like each time that we've made a big life decision you know to travel internationally and to quit our jobs and then to to buy the boat and do the loop and then to to buy the van and now do the van life like these are all things we we knew nothing about you know um we we knew nothing about um traveling full-time before we started doing it we knew nothing about boating before the great loop and like it's just how much each one of those things has taught us about ourselves and about um what we enjoy in life is just crazy when when in when we used to live in atlanta um i didn't know anything about boats i didn't watch boats on youtube didn't have any didn't know anybody that owned boats or anything like that and um and then we were living on a boat like there's a quite a few life decisions that have to go a certain way to get there and not that that wasn't the goal. It was just part of the journey to kind of find a way to to enjoy life and and be present, be happy, but also work towards our long term goals. And um, yeah, it's been a, it's just been a windy road 
basically. But every step has been kind of fun because we're always looking towards, we're always trying to be present and then look towards to uh, the future. Yeah. And, and Jen, real quick before you answer, Elliot, I want to confirm you choosing to do this has been a great decision, correct? Well, absolutely. I wouldn't go back for anything. That's yeah. awesome. I, I love hearing that because I imagine there's a lot of people that probably follow you, follow me, follow the people that are just waiting to take that step and they're super scared to quit their job because they don't know anything else. And for the consensus, that's what you hear is, you know, people figure it out along the way and they're never been happier. Jen, your turn. Yeah. So I think I'm also, I feel very grateful that we did this and it is that it is that it's really tough because it is that like leap of faith at the beginning into this like uncertainty and this unknown. Um, and it's a risk, right? Like you have a, a comfortable job or a comfortable path. Um, and taking that risk to do something different is really hard. But as a whole, I mean, I, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. There are good days and there are bad days, but you're going to have good days and you're going to have bad days in any life direction that you go. It doesn't matter which way, um, what, what journey, what path you take, you're going to have highs and lows in, in, in any journey. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I'm not saying, and I, so I, the, the reason I say that is just that it's not this like, you know, rainbows and butterflies over here, you know, quitting your job and doing all these things, learning how to boat. Like there are really tough times and there are times that I question. I'm like, and there are trade-offs. You know? Yeah. And there are trade-offs. Like we yeah. weren't able to see family as regularly and have a sense of community and, and various things. However, though, I think that there is tremendous value in one stepping outside of your comfort zone and trying new things, because I think that leads and opens so many other doors in life that is really hard to quantify and express otherwise, like mm -hmm. unless you just do it, whatever that is. It's kind I mean, I kind of personally, I kind of think of it, Ryan, as like you taking the leap to start the podcast and kind of, if you look at it, it's like, it's almost like you wouldn't be where you are today 100%. with a baby on the way, happily married, you know, like, and all, if you hadn't started the podcast, True like, story. it brought you all and, and it's a risk. And like, you have this, like, personally, I have this like fear of failure. So there's this like, you know, and I think everyone has this like dimension that they're like worried or scared or nervous about or whatever it is, but there are so many risks, but you, you know, you kind of like, you just do it. And then all these doors open and that mm -hmm. I think is really special. And so I think like, personally, I just think if, if anyone has something that they're interested or passionate about, or they're curious, whether it's living on a boat, starting a podcast, living in a van, whatever it is, like if you have any, you know, going to grad school for X, Y, and Z, or, you know, moving to a new state across the country, moving abroad for a year, what, like, I don't know what it is, but if there's anything inside of you that said, or has an interest or passion, this burning desire, I think it is so important to follow that because I think that leads to so many doors and there's just this like, 
I just don't like the, like, well, well, what if, you know, like, well, what if, like, what if you didn't do that? Like what, or like, you know, like, oh, I don't, I just, I would hate to live, live life. And then be like at the end of it and say, think like, oh yeah, I didn't try that because I was too nervous or I was, I was afraid of failing at this. But instead of like, I tried and like, it didn't work out and that's fine. And I learned this and this and this happened, but um, yeah. And then I think there's just so many lessons that like we, I would not have learned otherwise. Like, I don't think I would have had this genuine appreciation for like the importance of just attitude or communication in a relationship or how it's strengthened to us or anything else. Like, I think it's just, you got to, if there's any burning desire, just go and do it, figure out how to do it and do it because today is the time today, right now is the time to do it. Maybe not this second, but you know, like today. <laughs> That's a clip for the ages right there. I'm going to clip that and just post okay. it and say, this is what the podcast is about. I absolutely love that. Yeah. I, um, it reminds me that I consistently um, talk to myself as future Ryan and like would future Ryan be upset that I didn't do this? What am I going to look back and regret that I didn't take this chance or, or whatever it is, no matter how big or small, I, I you know, you're hundred percent right. You know, taking a, a chance on a podcast is, is taking a chance. It's also taking a chance living on a boat, I think is so, <laughs> quitting a job and all that stuff is a, it's, it's to a different level, but overall, like when you start to take a chance to yourself, no matter how big or small, you'll see that you'll figure it out along the way. You just got to have like belief in yourself, you know, um, and yeah. a good, good support system always helps, you know, it's great to have a partner, but if you don't, even if you don't have that, you'll still figure it out. Um, it's, it's, it's funny. Um, so this right here, which is behind me, the people listening, you ever heard of the Holstein Manifesto? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah. Mm. Let me, I'm going to grab this real quick for people not watching this, listening to this. I'm, I know somebody here to read the whole thing, but I saw, I saw this. It's, it's decently popular, I guess, but I saw this when I took a trip um, with my dog, who is now past Coda and, and Raven. We, we took a trip to Asheville. I wanted to just stay in a cabin in the mountains for a couple of days. And I got an Airbnb just up in the mountains. It was absolutely beautiful. And on the wall was this. And I took a picture of it and I never forgot. And finally, over the last few weeks, I printed it and put it in my office because it's something I want to read consistently. Um, if you don't mind, actually, if you don't mind, I'm going to read this because I think it just it lines up with everything you just said. So here, I'm yeah. going to show it to you real quick. It says, this is your life. Do what you love and do it often. If you don't like something, change it. If you don't like your job, quit. If you don't have enough time, stop watching TV. If you are looking for the love of your life, stop. They will be waiting for you when you start doing things that you love. Stop overanalyzing. All the emotions are beautiful. Let's see here. Life is simple. When you eat, appreciate every last bite. Open your mind, arms, and heart to new things and people. We are united in our differences. Ask the next person you see what their passion is and share your inspiring dream with them. Travel often. Getting lost will help you find yourself. Some opportunities only come once. Seize them. Life is about the people you meet and the things you create with them. So go out and start creating. Life is short. Live your dream and share your passion. How freaking awesome is that? That's I love awesome. that. I love that. It just sums it up. It's just one of those things. I read that. I just 
pulled into some Airbnb and I was like, that was on the wall. I was like, I mean, how does that not speak to you? I mean, that's the you life of living. Yeah. Right? You were meant- yeah. I feel like you're meant to see that though, because it's like out of all the Airbnbs and out of all places that you could have mm. gone. And it's just like, and how that has stuck with you mentally mm. to now have in your office, something that you can see on the daily. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's beautiful. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's what you both are doing. Like I'm reading this. I'm like, well, that's what you do. Well, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing. And to live life like that, man, I just think it's so freaking awesome. Like, you know, 50 years from now, you're going to look back and you're not going to have any regrets. You're not going to say, I wish we did this. I wish we saw this. I wish we went here. You're living the life that you want to live. You took a leap of faith in yourself and you're never going to regret that. Um, that's what this podcast is is all about. And, you know, not just that, but you're also inspiring other people to do it too, which is probably possibly even more valuable to you knowing that you're affecting so many more people to go do this besides just you two. Um, do you want to just, just elaborate on that real quick? Yeah, that's, that was, I guess, making a difference is always one of the things that I wanted to do since I was a young age. Um, and I never knew how that was going to happen. And so I was hoping to just stumble upon it or, or figure out my true calling in life. And, um, and then when we, um, when we started doing YouTube, that was something that I was struggling with. Like, okay, you know, like it seems like we're just documenting what we're doing, but um, I've learned over time. Um, and Jennifer's helped me with this too, is that the purpose of, you know, of what we're doing is to, is to get other people out there to do the same thing. You know, it's, it's to get people to, to say yes, when they would have said no, to take that leap of faith and to live life. Cause we only have one life and um, we try to, that that's basically one of the core, core parts of our business model is we want to share the, why you want to do something. And that's kind of our YouTube channel, like just us doing it in, in our experience, our experiences and um, the joy and the challenge and the, the feeling of accomplishment. And then the how, you know, we try to share like, how much, how much does it cost to do something? That's a big limit for a lot of people, you know, like it must cost a million dollars to do this trip. It doesn't, not anywhere close. I mean, of course you can spend a million dollars on it, um, but you also don't need to spend anywhere near that. And so trying to break down the barriers for people to say, okay, like I can't afford it. Well, actually maybe you can. It's like, oh, I don't have the time. And then like trying to figure out how to break down that barrier too, or trying to get to the yes, because too many people um, live through, live life and don't ever get that chance um just because of their own circumstances because of health or or whatever happens mm-hmm. and um that's a big shame and so the more people that we can help and and get out there and then and then for the people that can't get out there too you know we hope that they get to be a part of our journey and that's special to us in, in a lot of ways as well um so just being a part of the community yeah and there's a lot of people like that out there that are just you know, for whatever reason, just can't, can't do it. Yeah. And I think just like that, I, you know, sometimes it's like tough. Cause like, we're both pretty like reserved and like to ourselves, like people as a whole. And, um, so sometimes sharing like what we're doing kind of seems like a little like strange to us. 
But I think whenever we do take a step back and we do look at the big picture being that we are inspiring others to try new things, get out of their comfort zone and to keep an open mind, like just, you know, you don't need to make a decision. You don't even have, you don't need to have an opinion on something. You can just, because if, you know, if it doesn't affect you, you can just go in and have an open mind, just Mm. give voting a try or, you know, give this a try or whatever. And, and that is valuable. And like seeing that, um, you know, like, seeing people that are hear, hearing from people that like we inspire them to do the loop or, you know, like they've been voting for 30 years and they're starting the loop next month or whatever it is yeah. that is really inspiring. And, um, and it does bring a lot of joy because it does make us feel like, okay, we're not just sharing what we're doing, which it is what we're doing, but that there's a greater, a greater purpose, purpose to yeah. it all. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to this podcast when I get like messages or DMs, Hey, this is a great episode. I learned this. I loved hearing this. Like this made me feel better stuff like that. Right. And just that makes it worth like all the while. And I kind of want to go back real quick. Something how I said, we were talking about like traveling with a baby. Um, I think something, a piece of advice I'm going to take myself and I kind of want to share with others is just get something on the calendar stop overthinking and just get it yeah. on the calendar because yeah. I think that's something we're going to be doing here in the next week or two is literally like buying tickets, book the hotel, get it on the calendar. I have no freaking idea what it's going to look like having a new board in the house. And I'm sure we're not going to want to get up and go travel, but it's on the calendar. It's already booked and we're going to do it and we're going to have a great time doing it. It's just one of those things where don't overthink it. Just mark it down, book something, buy the tickets, stop overthinking it, just get it done. And when the day comes, you'll have a good time. Totally. I think that's a great strategy. And I, I, I think, think, yeah. And I think cause that breaks down the analysis paralysis barrier that I, I believe a lot of people wins. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that a lot of people have on, and you just break it down into like, I'm not going to worry about the problems that we're going to be, you know, or the challenges that we are going to be experiencing six months from now. I am just going to focus on like, I know that this will be good for us. It'll be hard. And at times we're going to be like, oh, why do we do this? But Mm -hmm. overall, you are going to have a great time. So like you're making it easier for yourself later. Like it's so smart. That is such a good tip for people. I appreciate that. Yeah, you'll always, you'll just always find a reason not to do something. So just paying the money or whatever it is to kind of mark your place, buying the ticket, whatever is, is almost a guarantee that you'll show up and you'll be there and 99% chance guarantee that you will not regret doing that. Um, I think I'm going to take your advice because uh, one of my goals this year is to do an Ironman. Oh, snap. uh, uh, That way I have it on the calendar and I don't, uh, you know, second guess, second question guess yourself. or how it's going to happen. Yeah. Like that. There you go. Yeah. Cause my wife obviously um, <laughs> pregnant right now, but I know she, she loves to run. She's always been a runner. And uh, we were talking December 31st, you know, what are your goals for 2024? What do you want to do? And I just kept telling her, I was like, listen, like, I don't want you thinking I should have done this or I miss doing these things because uh, I heard her say that before. Like I miss doing these races and stuff like that. And I was like, well, you know what? Just sign up for a race in the summer or the fall, whenever it is. Give yourself time to recover and start training again. Just sign up. Just do it. Yeah. 
And that way something's on the calendar and you have a goal to achieve that, you know, not not too far in the in the future, but in the future. And I know you yeah. can do it. So I, I'm pushing her to do the same. I, I think uh, it's going to be incredible 2024. And the Iron Man, that's no joke. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, though, to just to, I mean, that says, that is, that says so much, Ryan, about your character and how much you love her, just like that you want her to achieve her goals, that you want her to do things that, you know, fulfill, like, you know, the the, the individual desires and like goals that we have, like our hobbies or interests and whatnot, to pursue those passions, to pursue those interests and do it like, you know, what, whatever. And so it's like, in a way it's saying like, whatever this requires on my end as a husband and a father, I'm happy to help and support you. So that way you can achieve your goals. So that just says tremendous um, you know, just, it just about your character and yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Yeah. There's something I've learned over these last few years of doing this podcast, having conversations with so many people is that how important it is to fill your own cup before you start helping others. And I noticed that like when she's able to, to do things she's passionate about, or she comes home from something and she's so proud of herself, like how awesome that is, not just for her, but for me and for like everybody around her. She's, it, it admits positivity um, and um, admits her wanting to kind of do it again. And I'm in full support of that. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely love that. I love watching her achieve the things that she wants to achieve and inspires me. So yeah, anyway, I can support that. But uh, yeah, I kind of want to echo that again is like, fill your own cup before you start trying to help people f- theirs because it becomes your cup becomes very empty pretty quickly when you're just running out yeah. fumes and you're not doing things that you're passionate about so it kind of sounds backwards but it's actually very much the truth <laughs> so, that's um, just like an airplane you got to put on your oxygen mask before you put on other people's yeah right that's exactly yeah that's exactly what it is well i'll tell you what i think that's an awesome place to wrap up i think there's just so much to look forward to for you both i mean you've given so many reasons for people to follow you. Please give them the locations to follow you. Sure. So- yeah, so we're we're um, at Show and Joe pretty much everywhere. I would say um, we're primarily on YouTube, but uh, check out our website because that's what we're really working on. We have our email list there. Um, so you can see what's going on. Yeah. And our Instagram, uh, hopefully will be caught up by the time that our YouTube is caught up. So we are working hard to just to like finish our plans, our, yeah, our great loop boating content and are excited journey. Yeah. yeah, And I'm very excited for what 2024 has in store for it. Awesome. I'm excited for you, for you both. Um, everything you just said will be in the show notes. So scroll down, go ahead and click on it, follow you guys. Um, it's it's so worth it. It's really cool that you're making a pivot to a new chapter in life. This is a great time to come on the podcast to talk about that in between your adventures and everything. So I know, trust me, I've, I've been seeing your stories and reels and all that stuff. You have a following. People want to know what you're doing. So I'm, I'm glad we got to sit down and have the conversation. You got to talk about it. And uh, I'll tell you what, let's get you back on the calendar when you're on the road. I want to hear more about your travels, how van life is going, the places that you're seeing. And talk more That's about awesome. your future and in Alaska. Oh man, I'm so jealous. Alaska is awesome. So hey, we'll, uh, we'll bring the van up to Durham. Uh, oh yeah, you're welcome. Adam, Catherine yeah. did that on the way up and the way down. We had a great time. I love meeting them. I would love to have you guys uh, here in person. You're welcome to crash in the house. Do it. Use whatever you need. We can take you out. We'll have a good time here. So yeah, come on by for sure. 
Sweet. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Thanks for having awesome. us on. Thank Absolutely. You, Anytime. <laughs>